Welcome back to Manifesting Wonder. Today's episode is a real treat. I'm so excited. This has to be one of my most favorite episodes I've ever done because I have a very, very special guest on today. Her name is Emily Dexter, and if you don't know her, she goes by Liker of Words on Instagram and on TikTok. And oh my gosh, you guys are in for a treat. She's a psychic, a psychic activator, and she's helping people learn these skills around spirituality in a simple and really fun way. She's also a best-selling author, course creator, and writing mentor. This episode is jam-packed with value. We talk about spirit guides, past lives, psychic gifts, and so much more. I don't want to give too much away because Emily is a true gift in herself, and when you hear this, I guarantee you you're going to learn something. You're going to leave so high vibe. I found her on TikTok, I would say like a year ago, maybe a little bit less, and I binged her content and instantly wanted to connect with her. I know this episode will serve you really, really well, entertain you, make you laugh, maybe even make you cry, um, but I'm definitely certain something you will learn something new. So without further ado, let's welcome Emily. Emily, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm so excited that you're here today. So for those of you who don't know Emily Dexter, she goes by Liker of Words on TikTok and Instagram. So Emily, why don't you kind of just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, what you do. Absolutely. So first of all, thank you for having me on. I'm really excited to be here and get to chat with you and and talk with your community too, because they send in so many amazing questions. Um, Yeah, I am uh, both a psychic and psychic activator. I'm also a best-selling author and podcast host um, and writing mentor. So I do a lot of things. I wear very many hats, Um, but at the core of it, it is my personal mission to make spirituality and the connection to all these things outside of us, something that is fun, simple, and easy, and an everyday concept. So bringing it a lot more to the forefront instead of keeping it kind of behind closed doors as it has been Mm -hmm. for so long. So that is kind of everything I do is always focused on how can we make this beautiful and spiritual and understand the deeper lessons of it, but in an easy, fun, and aligned way. Wow. Beautiful. I love that so much. Yeah. I like, I like that too, because it's like they're in the spiritual community. If you are any kind of spiritual person, if, if they're, if, people don't really like understand or something like that. You're labeled like woo woo, or this is weird or whatever. But I really love that people like you are bringing it in, bringing it in such a way that it's like digestible. It's like, Oh, I'm not crazy for feeling that or feeling energies. Or when I was a little girl, I always pretended I was a witch, like all of those things. So that's really, really interesting. So what got you started then with TikTok? Cause I know you have like 640. 41,000 followers now. So what got you started there? Um, yeah, I'm really thankful for TikTok to be totally honest. Um, so when it first came out, um, I've always done better on video, but the extensiveness Mm. of having a YouTube where it has to be a really long video or it requires a lot of editing is really draining energetically for me. Mm. Uh, so when TikTok, I kind of kind of first found out about TikTok last summer, I was like, Oh, I could do that. Like talking off the cuff is kind of like where I go. It's channeling everything that way. Also, most of what I do is broken down into fairly bite-sized, easy tools that can help quite a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like on the fence about it for a while. And then last November, um, essentially my guides were like, Hey, 
do this thing. And they like shoved me at it. And it was a lot of different things going on in my life at the time, um, which also is just kind of how my guides communicate most of the time. It's like, oh, I need to do something. And they're like, yes. Boom. And they just like shoved me towards it, which is kind of what happened with TikTok as well. Um, I was at like a very transitional point in a lot of my work. Um, and, you know, I wanted to reach new people and kind of get away from some of the more draining platforms, mm -hmm. uh, Facebook, Instagram, that kind of thing. Um, and I was like, well, this seems like a very intuitive platform. So I'll give it a shot. And it's really interesting because it is an incredibly intuitive platform. Like if I have all of the different things that have been created online, as far as um, manifesting goes, as far as being able to get information that you need, as far as a really easy access for your guides to be able to send you signs, like TikTok is such an incredibly intuitive platform in that way, um, nice. which is really awesome. So it felt very aligned naturally with what I was doing. And so I think I posted two videos before I went viral the first time. And since then, it's just been since there. Wow. Oh my God. I just got chills. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah you went viral so quick. Mm -hmm. that was very that's, that's again it's definitely my guides being like this is a place for you you yeah. need to be here and this is where your message is going to be received so it's a lot of just listening to them being like all right fine I'll try it and yeah good for you oh my god that's yeah. so cool that's really interesting I know I've been on the fence about TikTok for a while um but lately I've been like feeling it too I'm like I should just do it so Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about your guides then? Cause I've watched some, I've heard of hope, like tell us all the juiciness. Yes, absolutely. Um, the other thing too, just really quick on the TikTok piece, mm -hmm. just for you and anyone who's like thinking of diving in, yeah. if it feels fun, do it. That's like your standard rule of thumb with spirituality. Like right. if you're feeling fun, you're in your alignment. So yeah. if it seems fun, awesome. If it feels energetically draining, no. Totally. Um, so keep that in mind. So that was the thing too, is I'm like, the second this becomes not fun, I'm going to be done doing it, which it's still, it's I love still creating videos. Yeah. It's still amazingly fun. You know, that's, um, that's literally like what, what I preach and talk about and live by is like guiding yourself back to a state of joy and whatever mm -hmm. feels good is literally for you. That's it. It's simple. Yeah. It's simple. Mm -hmm. I love that. Good for you. Yeah. And, and the thing with that too, is it helps you live a lot more intuitively, especially yeah. with um, anyone who's like working on spiritual business or even just want to share your ideas or anything like that. Oftentimes it's like, there's structures out there for how to operate your business, mm -hmm. but with spiritual businesses, it applies yes. a lot differently because if you're not operating it intuitively, it's not going to work in the first place. So uh -huh. when it comes to that, it's not necessarily keeping a posting schedule or anything like that. It's more posting when it feels intuitively right too. So some days I'll post three videos and some days I won't post for two days because the energy feels weird. But just being able to do that and keep in your alignment with what feels like fun, as opposed to what you're supposed to do is also going to be really beneficial. So that's my, my love, TikTok soapbox. Love, I love that. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. For okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my guides, um, I'm incredibly close to my spirit guides. That is what I talk about predominantly on all of my platforms. They mm -hmm. are, um, I, they're one of those things that I believe everyone should have a really strong relationship with because everyone has spirit guides. It's not like there's yeah. some person out there that's like the one exception. Mm -hmm. um, everybody has them and we do select them kind of ourselves before we come on planet. Now select is kind of a crossword to use, I think for it overall, because basically you go to beings, you already have a relationship or beings, you know, will help you in this sort of way, or that really specialize in this or whatever you need for the life you're about to undergo. And you go to them and you're like, yo, will you help me do this? And then you guys set up a soul contract cool. and they guide you throughout your life before you take the amnesia pill and come on planet. Essentially. Yeah, no so, kidding. Right. Yeah. So they know the plan. 
and that you laid it out. You're like, these are the things I'm, I'm trying to achieve. This is when I need this to happen, whatever. So you've like laid out your plan for them and then they help you enforce it when you can't pay attention. Um, so they really are kind of keepers of your divine timing in a lot of ways. They're there to help you navigate, help you awaken all sorts of different things. Um, my guides are awesome. I love them to death. Uh, you mentioned hope. Hope is the first guide that I ever really got in contact with and realized mm. was a guide of mine. Um, so a little bit with how my story kind of worked out is I knew I had abilities when I was a very young child. I didn't know they were abilities. I just thought everyone could do what I could do. I thought that was just life stuff because that's what we feel when we're kids. We don't understand anyone yeah. else's experiences different than our own. Mm -hmm. So I thought everyone could talk to ghosts and I thought everyone knew that there was things guiding them and everyone could hear and sense wow. what other people were feeling. And that was just what I thought. I thought everyone like could travel For to sure. other worlds. It was just what you did. Um, and then when I was getting older, like eight or nine or whatever, I ended up going to my mom and being like, this is happening. I, I do these things. Do you do these <laughs> things? And she was definitely like, that sounds fun. Go play outside. Like, hmm. don't know what that is. So then I ended up yeah. shutting my stuff down for a while because right. if your mom doesn't know what it is, then obviously it's not, it real. shouldn't exist. Yeah. yeah. Like, what is this? So I shut, shut, shut it down considerably and kind of disconnected from it for a lot of years. And then after leaving a very abusive marriage, um, I kind of tried to reconnect with it. And mm -hmm. one right in my beginning of my, what I call my spiritual reawakening, because it wasn't mm -hmm. necessarily an awakening. Um, I ended up connecting with hope. So she is my energetic and physical protector. Um, she protects me from everything. She's amazing. She's also really physically presence in my space all the time. Like I pretty much know where she is in every room of every place I go into. Cool. Um, cause she kind of always comes with me. Yeah. She's awesome. Um, her name is not actually hope, but that is just what I call her because that's the riddle she gave me when I asked her what her name was. She said, <laughs> um, well, what's the one thing that's always there. You can call me that. And I was like, well, shit, I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> right. So then I spent, I spent a considerable amount of time and then I figured it out. I think it was through a song. I figured it out and I was like, Oh, that's what it is. And I'm getting like, yeah. whole body chills right now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. She's awesome. She's incredibly protective, which is really beneficial because I used to be very scared of all the different things I could see and sense and feel. And so with meeting her first, when I came, went to meet my guides, it made me feel safe to explore everything else, um, which was really fantastic. So she's awesome. And then I do have a series of other guides and some, some of our guides, you know, are always there with us 24 seven all the time, like hope, like a couple of my other guides are, and some of them pop in and give you one message and then never come back. Some mm -hmm. pop in when you're dealing with a specific thing that they're there to guide you with and, mm -hmm. and that's it. Cool. Um, so it's kind of a, a variation cool throughout everything mm -hmm. so tell us how you got in contact with hope then because I know you talked yeah. about this on your TikTok but everybody wants to know I'm sure oh no it's great it's like one of my favorite stories so I will tell it so the cows can help and now because <laughs> I have a little bit more time I don't have to like rush through it in 60 seconds like you do on TikTok yeah um but yeah so basically I was um living uh alone at the, in this um really interesting townhouse. And I say really interesting because the person who owned it had obviously done a ton of modifications mm. to it, um, mm. on their own. So, uh, it was me and, uh, my two kids who were really little at the time they were one and two. Mm. Um, and my bedroom in my bedroom, it was a two-story townhouse. And then in my bedroom, you would open the closet instead of a closet. There was another staircase that went upstairs to like where oh. they had built a third story, but only in my bedroom. It was very interesting. Um, and I, that was the first house I lived in after leaving my ex-husband who again, like I said, was really abusive. Mm -hmm. And I, every house I had moved into from the time I was in basically seventh grade, mm -hmm. I felt like it was haunted. And I always was like, 
because I was blocking off my abilities, I couldn't necessarily sense what was haunting it. It just mm-hmm. felt like there was scary presences around because I could feel presences. Mm-hmm. And there was one time when I was um, in high school and I was having a horrendous dream because high school was really bad for me. And I was yeah. having a very, very um, horrendous dream. And I hope claimed this later on, but she shook me awake. Like she reached, I felt her hands on me and she like shook me awake and I woke up and I remember being absolutely terrified because I knew something had shook me awake and I didn't know what it was. And then my mom slept with me for like six weeks, even though I was a senior in high school. So that was fun. Uh, (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) slept in in my bed. I was like, I can't do this. She didn't even know why I couldn't even tell her why I was like, I just, I need you to sleep with me. Like forever. Yes. Um, she did. So sweet. Yeah. No, she's precious. Um, but yeah, so I was living in the house and I moved in and for the first couple of weeks felt great. And then after a couple of weeks, it started to feel haunted again. Mm. And I was kind of frustrated because I was like, why am I keep moving? Like every time I tour a house, I feel like it feels amazing. And then I get into it and it feels haunted. Like, I don't want to be haunted. Could we not? Like I'm scared of this stuff, Yeah. but I was still spiritually awakening and I'm trying to figure it all out. And so then I realized, well, I remember the day I thought of this too I was like maybe it's not the house that's haunted maybe I'm haunted maybe mm-hmm. something is connected to me mm-hmm. and so then I started to think back through everything and I remembered that shaking me awake story and mm-hmm. I remembered um at one point she had thrown a bunch of dishes at my ex-husband and light bulbs and it was fantastic nice at the time I was terrified by it but I was like wait a second like someone's helping that was me a here thing. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't a bad thing um and I also started to notice like I've been super divinely protected through a lot of different yeah. situations that I had to go through over the time of my marriage where I was yeah. like I very much could have died in multiple different times and I didn't and if that has anything to do with this haunting feeling mm-hmm. then I need to be really thankful for this being that is actively helping me out so uh one day I was like okay well then I'm gonna try to talk to her like I didn't know it was yes. her at the time I was like I'm gonna try to talk to whatever is haunting me because yes. obviously they're helping me and I should at least say thank you so I went up to yeah. that like tiny 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 little room that was like installed weird because that's always where I felt her mm. presence the strongest was in this place that was up kind of hidden and that was kind of consistent with all the other houses I'd live in t- lived mm. too like if it was a closet that was kind of hidden or whatever because obviously she was I know now trying to stay out of kind of my way and not scare me while still being able to protect me which is really sweet but also mm-hmm. freak me the fuck out yeah um so <laughs> yeah so I went up to the little room and I was just like all right like thank you so much if you've been protecting me and helping me I really appreciate you but please don't just hide up here by yourself like please come down and be part of the family like if you're here to be benevolent like I have gratitude towards you and I, I want to you to right. be a part of my experience basically and I like stood there for a second like frozen like is something gonna fucking happen like what's going on? and nothing <laughs> happened like it was just like everything was quiet and I was just kind of like okay <laughs> yeah I went downstairs right <laughs> yeah and I like I think I went to go pick my kids up from school or whatever I went to do and I did all my night stuff and like I didn't go back up into my room pretty much at all for mm-hmm. the rest of the evening until after my kids were asleep so after my kids were asleep that night, I went into my room and I had one lamp in my entire room and it was always on the opposite side of the room. So mm-hmm. I basically never used it because it was like, I would have to walk through the dark to get over to the lamp unless I was like putting on makeup or something in the morning. Right. I just never used the thing. So it's a touch lamp. So mm-hmm. when you touch it, it turns on and throughout my childhood, it would turn on kind of randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I did have this lamp for most of my life. It used to belong to my grandmother and the whole thing, it would turn on randomly, but I figured it was just old wiring for right. a lot of my life because yeah it's, it, the lamp is older than me so yeah your logical like, brain's yeah. like yeah 
trying to figure or it my out. dog brushed it or, you know, yeah. whatever. It's a touch lamp, right? Well, yeah. at the time I didn't have a dog. There was no whatever. And so I walk into the room and I look over and the light turns on like, oh my God. And I was like, hello there. She listened. Like it was a thing. I wasn't crazy. Like this is awesome. Oh my gosh. Um, so that's how I first met her. And I was like, cool. Like, this is a real thing. This actually happened. Awesome. And then our relationship evolved kind of from there where I really um, started to talk to her and ask her for advice. And then she started to get a hold of me when she needed me. And then as I developed my psychic abilities more, I was able to see her and communicate with her kind cool. of at will. So less of the physical stuff happens now because if she needs to get my attention, most of the time she'll either like make me smack my head on something or she'll like push kind of in here in my brain and I'll be like oh I have a phantom headache hope what do you need like what's going on mm. but I also check in with her on a daily basis anyway so for the most part that's kind of how she communicates with me Ooh, interesting I had okay I have something to ask you after that story that is so cool thank you so much for sharing um so this summer okay I've been really like tapping into my like into energy more and I was terrified of ghosts as a kid like terrified and I think mm-hmm. that I must have had those abilities and just shut them out because it freaked me out a lot. I also grew up in a very chaos. I grew up in chaos. Um, So I shut all that out. And then I had a spiritual awakening about three years ago when my son was one and it was massive. Like it was huge, a huge spiritual awakening. My whole life changed. Everything changed. Everything. Mm -hmm. I changed everything. Right. But I was not really tapping into like spirit guides or anything like that because that shit freaks me out. (laughs) And then this summer, I just got this like nudge. I'm like, okay, I want to, I connected to one of my spirit guides in a meditation once. Right. And her name is Sandra. That's who she presented herself to me as I'm like, she's a mother figure. And she told me in a meditation that like, I've always been here with you, even though you don't have your mom, I've been your mom this whole time. Like, and I feel, I feel this like mother presence often now. So I, this summer I was like trying to call in more spirit guides. Cause I'm like, I know there's more of you. I just don't know who you are. Right. And I'm like trying to sit there and call them in, but I wasn't really protecting myself. And I wasn't really like calling on them from, for like, for the highest good or truth and compassion or anything like that. I was just like, spirit guides, come on in. Like, that's basically what I was doing then. So something similar happened to me and I was downstairs going pee or no, I was upstairs and I walked through my kitchen and my kettle turned on. And my grandma had just passed away. So I was like, is that my grandma? And then I was like, I watched it pop down and then pop back up like 10 seconds later. And I was like, okay. And I didn't get too freaked out. And then the next morning I was going to the bathroom down here and we have this air filter that has a knob on it to turn it on. And it went Mm -hmm. and turned on. And then I was like, okay, that's weird. And then another day goes by and I woke up on Saturday morning and I told my husband, I was like, Hey, I need to go to the Raven Co apothecary, which is like, like a metaphysical shop here. I'm like, I need to go there. I don't know why, but I have to go. Like something was like, go. So I went and I just like went in there, bought a bunch of crystals, like just got drawn to a bunch, bought some Palo Santo, bought some Sage, like had this like urge that I needed to smudge my house or something like that. And I was like, it was weird. It was like, I had to go. Like there was no question about it. I got home didn't do anything, didn't cleanse the crystals, didn't sage the house or anything, hung out with my son and husband. It was a Saturday. And then that night, my husband fell asleep on the couch while we're watching TV because we're parents, obviously. And (laughs) I'm sitting there and I suddenly got really, really anxious. I'm like, okay, I need to stop watching TV and go to bed because like watching too much TV makes me anxious. So I was like, okay, I'm going to bed. And then I could not sleep. Like it felt 
weird. Like the room felt weird. I couldn't sleep with got super, super anxious. My husband was still passed out on the couch. So I like got up, had some milk, like sat there with my new Palo Santo, just like lit it and just kind of like did one of these. And I was like, okay, Sam, like go to sleep. So Uh I started walking down the hallway and the Bluetooth remote for my tripod was flashing. Like you have to turn physically turn it on. It was flashing blue. And then I got so scared. I was like, I was like, Nope, (laughs) not going down there. And I went and got my husband. I'm like, there's a ghost in here. (laughs) And he goes and turns it off. And I didn't sleep until the sun came up. And then the next morning I smudged and I was like, if you are a negative spirit, get out. Like you're not welcome here. And I haven't, nothing else has happened since. So I don't know, like someone else shed some light on it. And they were like, maybe it wasn't negative. Maybe it was just one of your guides, like really trying to get a hold of you. But I'm like, but why was I so scared? Right? Yeah. So great question. Um, it definitely feels like something your guides would do. Negative mm-hmm. spirits are way more chaotic than that. That's that right. is too organized. It's too put together. It's, mm-hmm. it may have been, um, it, it, I mean, I can tune into the energy of it and see who it is, but like sometimes like our ancestors, past loved ones can also do that, but it's usually like, how can I get you atten- your attention? Well, I can turn something on. I can flash some lights. I can do those things to get your attention where the negative entities tend to be more self-motivated. Mm. Um, you know, like, well, I'm doing this cause it's fun for me. And so it's oftentimes like, well, why did this thing fall off a shelf or what, you know, it's less of a t- intentional turning on. Also, you need a lot of energy to mess with electronics. Mm. And oftentimes ghosts, which are basically fragments of a soul left behind. It's not the full soul that was incarnated and it's not obviously the full higher self, but it's a fragment in order to achieve whatever purpose it needs to be here, et cetera. Um, They don't tend to have a lot of energy or if they do, Mm -hmm. it's they're usually drawing from the land itself that also has traumatic things or whatever, you know, if they're in a very intense, scary building, that sort of thing. Now there's other, you know, lower vibration entities out there and stuff too, but again, way more intense negatively than that. Mm. Um, very much would, it feels like a spirit guide to me for sure. Getting your attention. And when it freaked you out, they were like, Oh, oh, sorry, my bad. (laughs) I won't freak you out anymore. I'll just stop. Um, it feels like your guide specifically actually use physical stuff to get a hold of you quite often, not necessarily with turning on, but like lots of visual synchronicities, musical stuff. Um, oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Music feels really big for you. Um, that kind of thing for sure is like what your guides use. So they just kind of were like, okay, we went too big, too quick, like (laughs) toning it back down because it definitely, yeah. Guide signature for sure. Um, it feels like that guide too is a fairly powerful guide as far as like energetic beings go. So had a lot of energy to be able to turn on that much stuff in our physical reality. It's our, we're much lower vibration than our spirit guides. So yeah. like this reality is a low vibration reality. That's why we have like this physical tangible element to it. It's why right. we can't communicate your thought. Like it's just a lower vibration place. They're very higher vibration, lowering yourself in vibration takes a lot of freaking energy. So being able to like manipulate our reality for them does take energy, you know, in that space. Um, they're really able to do that, which is why they can help us with things, but it is important to know that. Cool. So I wonder if I should like try to tap into that again and like, see who it is. Cause I've been like really shutting it out. And then I've noticed that I've been like having a little bit trouble connecting to my guides since then right? Yeah. It's been like a couple mm-hmm. months. So. Oh, it feels like the fear comes from the feeling of being out of control of these things or the feeling of like not knowing what it was. So therefore you didn't know if it was negative or positive or anything like that, knowing that it's a guide, because again, it doesn't feel negative. 
empower yourself with that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the, the portrayal that is in the media of what mm-hmm. ghosts are tends to be what we're actually afraid of, as opposed to the actual right. spirits of ghosts and that sort of yeah. thing. So don't get me wrong. Like I refuse to watch paranormal horror I fucking won't do it because I know that it'll contribute to my fear because I already interact with things and I don't want to deal with that so like that sort of thing but if you're feeling that space you can always ask your guides be like okay I feel like something is here can you validate for me this is a positive thing can you validate for me it's okay anything like that Mm -hmm. um as far as why they forced you to go to metaphysical shop it was to make you feel better I think <laughs> um, where it is because if you're like, oh, I have tools to battle whatever it is, then it'll feel better. Yeah. Um, also, it feels like that that metaphysical shop when I tune into the energy of it definitely feels like a well of positive energy. So just yes. going there was like nice to like wash yourself basically mm-hmm. in the energy to come home to, yeah. um, which is why by the time you came home, you were like, I don't need to cleanse this or anything. I don't need to do anything. I'm not scared right now. I feel good. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Like I literally just like sat up in my bed. I'm like going to Ravenco Apothecary. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. That's insane. And you know what? It's really interesting. Cause I was so scared. And then I, when I went back to the Raven co apothecary pretty recently, I told her about it and she's like, mm. she's like, I don't think it was anything negative. She's like, it's probably just your guides trying to reach you. And then, I, and then that's when it got planted in my head. I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. Like, like let's stop ignoring this and see like what's really going on. Cause I'm kind of more ready now. Like I was like, Oh God. What I always recommend if you're afraid of like working with anything spiritual or you're afraid of connecting with your guides because you don't know what will happen, um, make a safe place that you can go and talk to them. Not necessarily in physical reality, but like create one in your mind, whether it's a real place on planet or it's just like a perfect golden cube or whatever it is. And then let your guides know when you're in that place, like when you put your consciousness in that place, they can come and talk to you. So it's a safe controlled zone so that the second you leave that spot, they can't talk to you in the same way until you get comfortable enough where you meet them at least once. Cool. Ooh, that's so interesting. So, okay. So Mm -hmm. then on the topic of spirit guides, how would you suggest that somebody start like opening up contact with them? Cause I kind of like did it through meditation and then, then just invited them in and they just came on in. So what would you suggest? Um, honestly start talking to them. That's like literally the first step. If you can start talking to them, first of all, you know, they're there. Mm-hmm. everyone has them. So, you know, they're there. Mm-hmm. So if you can start talking to them, especially about mundane things. Now that's always like the thing where people are like, what, what do you mean mundane things? Like I will quite literally be like, what should I wear today? Nice. All the time. Or what should I eat for lunch? Cool. Just like mundane things. What you're doing is you're getting your human brain open to accepting thoughts and energy that aren't yours. So our human brain's job is to basically keep us alive, right? So like, even if yesterday we did nothing but cry on the couch and eat ice cream, our brain's like, we lived, let's do that again. Like that's what our brain does. So when something else comes in that is energy that it's not familiar with, that's when our brain likes to shove doubt in its face or confusion or put Mm -hmm. it out or put fear on it because our brain doesn't identify it. It just says scary. Mm -hmm. But if you're like, what should I wear today? And all of a sudden you see the picture of a red dress or you hear red dress, or you just know that it should be the red dress. Mm -hmm. That feels a lot safer than what is the meaning of my life where your brain will be like, we're not asking that question. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So start by talking to them about mundane things. It can be either out loud or it can be in your head and then following through on the things that you feel first, as long as they're in your highest and best. Right. So again, mundane things, if you really get the feeling of a salad, be like, okay, I feel salad. So I'm going to eat a salad. Please mm-hmm. validate for me. This was the correct choice. You do not need to blindly trust in them. You can ask them to validate it for you. 
which is a huge yeah. switch from a lot of spiritual stuff as well. Of like, you just need to trust the universe. No, you fucking don't. You do not need to trust the universe. <laughs> like that is not the case. Yes, the universe has your back, but it also can prove it to you. So you are more than welcome to ask the universe, hey, yeah. prove this to me. Or, hey, I felt this answer. Was that the answer? Please validate it for me. And they won't necessarily always be like they say yes in your head. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you look down and it will be 11-11. Sometimes someone will walk by on a cell phone and be like, yeah, totally. That was absolutely it. Sometimes a bird will fly like right past your face. You never know what it'll be, but asking them to have that validation for you is totally acceptable and fine. And it'll help cool. you to grow in the trust of it. That's amazing. Yeah. One of the, one of the, my favorite ways to get validation from the universe. I love what you said. Like you don't have to blindly trust them, like ask for a sign, ask, ask them to, to validate that for you. I love that. Cause I'm very much like that. And you hear a lot of people who are like, don't rely on signs from the universe, but I do, I do all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't rely on signs from the universe. It knows more than you. A hundred percent. It's like your, it's like your parent. It's like, Hey, I, mm-hmm. I know what you're up to. I know what to, for you to do. I know what's in your highest and best. Like I know what's for your highest good. Yeah. I get tons. Like you said, I get tons of music. Music is like mm-hmm. instant for me. Um, and then I get tons of repeating numbers, like crazy. Like when money's manifesting, I always get seven, seven, seven when it's, um, and then sometimes I'll get like one, 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 three, 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 two, 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 and four, 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 like my main ones for any type of validation and protection. Yeah. Yeah. You can also, um, and this is another like empowering bit, like you can decide what you want them to send you. Like mine's rainbows. Mine has always been rainbows. Like that was very early on. I was like, all right, if you guys want to validate me, please send me rainbows. And I was like, that actually going to work because I never see them. I live in a place where it's sunny or snowing. That's it. There's no rainbows here. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a thing. Um, and literally that day, my daughter came home from school and she had learned how to draw rainbows and had an entire paper covered with like 50 rainbows and handed it to me. I'm like, look what I made for you, mommy. And I was like, hey, oh my gosh. So you can absolutely be like, yeah. send me a red apple, send me a ladybug, send me the number 12, like whatever it is, like you yeah. can establish your sign, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mine's owls. And, um, mm-hmm. I asked for owls the last couple of days, like to just validate me that I'm on the right path. Cause I've been having some like imposter syndrome come up about a few things. And then I seen an owl in a show yesterday and, and th- today I dropped my son off at preschool and they're all dressed up as right. And this little girl who isn't part of the preschool, but is like a sibling is dressed as an owl. And I was like, I see you universe. Thanks. She was so cute. But yeah, like I, I love that so much. I love that. Yeah. It feels really Absolutely. good. Yeah. And that, that goes with it too. It's like, yeah, the universe does know more than you and sends you signs. But that being said, you also do get to choose. Yes. If you listen, you also do get to choose if like one of my, my guides make fun of me all the time because sometimes I'll be like, no, I don't want to do that. And they'll be like, all right, you do whatever you want to do yeah, then. You do you. And then, <laughs> right. And then whatever happens, then they're like, do you see that? Do you see what just happened there? Do you see the thing that we just told you to avoid and you didn't do it? I'm like, yeah, okay. I get it. Like <laughs> I should have bought the hairbrush. I didn't buy the hairbrush. Now my hairbrush is broken and I have no hairbrush. Like I get it, but still like you get to still have that sovereignty. It doesn't have to be like, well, they said it's in my highest and best. So I have to do it. Like sometimes we get to be people too. Yeah. It's like, it's like that free will kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, so when you say you hear them, are you somebody who hears like a voice or are you somebody that kind of like gets an inner knowing, like, tell me about that. Uh, so, um, 
yes, all kind of. So there is um, eight clair senses, which are right. ways that you sense psychic information. Uh, my clair senses, the ones that are strongest for me, are claircognizance, where I just know things out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's I just knowing. I'm very clairvoyant, where I can see images. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. that is very big when I'm channeling other people's guides as I see them. Um, and then I also do have a decent amount of clairaudience and clairsentience. So clairaudience is where I hear, and then clairsentience is where I have physical feeling. Physical feeling applies more when I'm doing healing work, where I can feel someone else's pain, or I can feel that mm-hmm. something worked because I have to clear my throat. So I know the chakra got cleared, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, with the clairaudience, clairvoyance, and claircognizance, those are really strong for me. So I get a kind of a combination cocktail mm-hmm. of them all where I will hear sometimes, or sometimes I will see them. Um, I also see with my physical eyes, like I can see energy with my physical eyes and sometimes different spirits and entities with my physical eyes. Um, very folk, that kind of thing. Um, and then cool. with the, just knowing that's the one I lean on the most to be totally yeah. honest. Yeah. Same. Um, Same. yeah, just knowing is it's the hardest one to learn to trust, but it's the, once you have it and you trust it, yes. it's the easiest one to implement in your day to day hundred percent. That, that feels like the one that I've always had. Mm-hmm. I'm like nervous. I don't really know if I want to hear anything in my physical ear and I have kind of shut mm-hmm. it out. I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. Eventually I think I'll be open to it, but that inner knowing is something like, I just know, mm-hmm. like I just, you just know. And I love that. You know what? I love that you talk about that too, because more people, if we trust that, like this world is, mm-hmm. we're in, we're in a good place in our world. If people start to mm-hmm. really tune into that. So yeah. when you say, so can you see auras then? Is that something you can see? Ooh, yeah. I have a theory yeah. about mine. Tell me if I'm right. I feel like mine's okay. yellow. Um, from where I can see it, from what I like, when I look at your energy space and from what I can see around you, you do have a considerable amount of yellow in there. It shows up more like a yellow gold though. Ooh. Um, uh, different, like lower down on your body too, because I can't see your physical lower body. So I'm like looking in my mind, um, is there's like, like various, various shades of blue that come in as well. Are you really connected to water? Whoa. Yeah. I have chills. As soon as you started talking, I, something said blue in my head. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait a second. Yes. Yeah. Water is the most grounding thing for me. Like it makes sense because again, blue, but it's also down in like your, like yes, hips and lower. Maybe that's why I'm so grounded in water. Like I, my, mm-hmm. I can get into theta state like instantly in water. Like there you instantly. go. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Mm-hmm. I could just yeah. ask you all of the things <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So, okay. What, what? what would you suggest for people to start tapping into their psychic abilities? Cause as we know, everybody has them, right. But there mm-hmm. most people have shut them out from like in childhood or something when they're a little bit older. So how would you suggest someone start to tap back into that? Um, I always recommend go back through and think about anything in your life that feels like a significant spiritual experience, mm. whatever that significance, it doesn't have to be a massive thing. Significant doesn't mean huge. It could just be like, Oh, that time you're really doubting yourself. And then the song came on the radio. Mm. That was everything you needed to be reminded that you're awesome. Like it can be really small things or it can be hope through dishes at my ex-husband. Like it can be that level too <laughs> of like, there's this big thing, right? So go back through and think of all the things that are happened to you that are synchronistic, that are spiritual, that are powerful or meaningful to you in any sort of way. 
Mm-hmm. And then you also want to think, okay, so those are like the big things you want to think with them. How did you sense that? What exactly happened? What senses did you use in that experience? Did you see stuff? Did you hear stuff? Did you smell stuff? Did you taste stuff? Did you just know? Was it in your physical body? Were you emotionally affected? What stuff did you use? And then you want to also think about things like your learning style. Like how do you naturally digest information? Are you really good when someone tells you the information? Do you remember it forever? But do you, or do you, are you really visual learner? Mm. Um, Is there, could you smell a smell and immediately pick out what memory that comes from? Are you very connected to your physical body? Do you find you get a lot of clarity when you're doing things like working out, right? Like just run Mm. through and be like, how do I personally like interact with the world? What senses do I rely on the most? And what you're going to realize is those are the senses that you're going to be most aligned with when it comes to your psychic abilities. So those senses can be applied to any psychic gift. They're actually two different things. So how you perceive the gift and then the gift itself. So how you perceive the gift is those are the clear senses, right? So if you're like, okay, in those times when I had these really spiritual experiences, I did just know stuff, but I also could hear this sound or my ears rung during that time. So I know that I have those kind of two things playing into it. And I'm also really good. I love listening to audiobooks. I really, you know, I'm great with podcasts or whatever. I keep listening to things really vibes with my energy. So obviously those are some of the ones that I'm really strong with. Then you just want to start applying those to the type of gifts that you want to work with. So mm-hmm. let's say you do want to talk to your spirit guides or you want to channel past lives, right? Or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Then you'd be like, okay, then I'm going to try to hear information about my past lives as opposed to try to visualize it because I haven't ever had any evidence of me really yeah. seeing things clearly. So I'm going to start by hearing information. So I'll ask a question and see what I hear or ask a question and see what I just know. And so then you can start to kind of build up from there. Cool. So that's kind of like the base level when it comes to actual psychic ability stuff to do it in a really tangible way. What I will also say though, is you cannot expand your psychic abilities without doing block removal work, period. Yes. It is. You can't do it. Basically, this is my favorite analogy when it comes to that space is when we're born, we all have a magical river flowing within us, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. this beautiful bubbling river. Some's a rage. Some people's are raging and they're crazy undammed. Some are just tiny, like a tiny babbling brook, but we all have one. What we do over the course of our life is essentially try to pollute that river as much as humanly possible. Mm. So like if you have a traumatic experience in goes some beavers, like, Mm. oh, you had a negative feeling about yourself. Let's throw some plastic bags in there. Oh, you got scared of this thing. Now you have a new, you know, log blocking it, right? You're just Mm. damming it up. Now, if you want to open that river, you have to start pulling the things out of the water that's messing with it. So you can't open your psychic abilities without doing healing work. It just won't work. Totally. Oof. That is a great analogy. I love that. And it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Cause once you start busting through those limiting beliefs and figuring out like, okay, this, this hurt me when I was a kid, like, let's move through this. Let's look at, let's let go. Let's reframe this belief and start moving on. And then suddenly yeah. you have creative business ideas. Like suddenly you're, mm-hmm. you're feeling more joy in your everyday life. You're feeling grateful for the, the things you weren't even, you didn't even notice were there before. Yeah. That's so cool. Ooh, I love that analogy so much. I can't wait for everybody to hear this. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. So, okay. That's awesome. So what you mentioned past lives. So is that something like you can help, like you can like tap into other people's past lives. Is that something that you do? Oh, cool. Yeah. 
That's super interesting. Yeah. So in the readings and work I do for people, there's kind of yeah. nothing that's off the table. I've done so much work on my different psychic abilities. There's very few where I'm like, I won't even try that or something in that space. Mm. Um, I lean a lot on doing block removal for people. So identifying where your limiting beliefs and blocks are and right. pulling and releasing them. So they stop affecting you. Mm-hmm. Talking to your spirit guides, obviously channeling higher self, channeling past lives, a little bit of energy healing work, mediumship stuff where I talk to your past loved ones, um, future oh, side a little cool. bit. Um, but yeah, so I do have a pretty wide range that I use now. Um, but those are the ones I feel comfortable with. There's other bigger, crazier ones that I don't use as much because there's so many different psychic mm-hmm. abilities out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are kind of like the big core ones that I can cool. help with. So like when, so tell me if this is right. I have like this feeling, like I, I feel really attached to certain eras. So I'm like thinking mm-hmm. I have like an intuitive nudge that I must have been alive in those eras. Is that like pretty accurate? Yes. Cool. If you have, if you're drawn to any specific area in time in the way where you feel a physical connection to that time where you're like, I can feel it in my heart. Like mm-hmm. there's something about that time. It's not like I'm just interested in it, but I like need to be there or yes. I feel like I left something there. Mm-hmm. That is a first indicator of like, probably had at least one past life in that time. That is so cool. Yeah. I feel super connected to, um, like the 1700s and like Scotland. And I didn't know that really until I watched outlander. Have you ever watched it? Oh, Mm -hmm. I was like, that's where I, I live there. That is me. (laughs) And then also I feel really connected to, um, the 1930s, 1940s. And what's really interesting about that is I feel like I passed on, young around then. And then I was reborn and passed on again, young twice. And I always had this fear when I was a little girl that I would die young. And I, it's starting to click lately that I think I just did die young twice before. And I, and in this life, I think I'm going to live a long time, but I think I died in a fire. Cause I'm not terrified of fire at all, but my dad is like terrified of dying in a fire. So I feel like him and I might've been connected And I Mm -hmm. died in a fire and he saw that happen. Whereas like me, I have this nudge that it could happen, but I'm not scared. It's really, really strange. It's like, did that happen to me once? And I'm just like made peace with it or what? And I think I died right before I was born again, or like in that time frame, like in the nineties, like I died as a younger person and then came back and like reincarnated right away, which sounds really mm-hmm. crazy, but I know you'll receive it fine. So yeah, no, that doesn't sound really crazy at all. I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Also the fact that those are your pings, I don't even need to validate those for you. Those are right. Cool. Like those okay. things, that is such a clear level of, I just know this happened and you don't know why you just know, which is where your human brain goes. We don't know why we just know we can't trace that back. So then we're going to doubt it. Mm-hmm. You don't doubt it. You know that that just happened. It's very specific. Yeah. So if let's just say like, for example, I feel it very attached to like the 1700s, but then I don't mm-hmm. feel super attached to like the 1800s or like the early 1900s at all. Really? Like I feel, I feel like it began again in like 1915. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Can that happen? Totally. So, um, you may have been incarnated during those times, but those lifetimes maybe were less significant mm. or you maybe weren't. So some people with past life stuff, they're like, Hey, I'm going to do a hundred earth lifetimes and I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to do them a hundred in a row. Then I'll take a little break and I'll do a hundred more. Like, I just want to go incarnate, mm. incarnate, incarnate, incarnate. 
which is great. And that's for, for what they're learning. That might be what they want to do. Some people are really intentional and they're like, I'm going to have a grand total of 12 earth lifetimes, which means I'm going to jam pack each lifetime as full as humanly possible mm -hmm. with everything I need to learn because I'm checking this off my list. I don't want to be on earth. Like that's also good. So there's, and everything in between, right? There's so many different variations. So absolutely. It doesn't feel like you have an energetic signature from what I can sense during those periods of time. Mm -hmm. So for me, I would say, yeah, I don't think you were incarnated during those periods of time. It definitely feels like you had a very significant, strong lifetime in the 1700s. And then it was a lot. So you took a break yeah. and then you incarnated again. Oh, so cool. So like, what about soul contracts? Like with, for example, like soulmates, for example, because mm -hmm. like my husband and I, we kind of feel like we were supposed to be together. Like we feel, obviously we love each other. We have a really like functional relationship, which is not something I've seen growing up. Um, mm -hmm. But like, we, we feel like we have been together through our lives. Like, it, like, what is your take on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, soulmates, karmatic partners, reincarnation, just friends, like all of those mm. things are absolutely real and valid um, for sure. Uh, as far as soul contracts go, we can have contracts that are in all sorts of different various ways. We can have a soul contract to be attached to guilt that we need to then dissolve because we don't want that contract anymore. We can have a soul contract with a person. We can have soul contracts with their spirit guides. There's tons of different variation in that space, um, especially with our significant relationships in our life. We decide that before we incarnate. So obviously it was part of your plan to connect and be in that space. You probably have done that more than once with the person. If you have that deep level of connection, because you've worked through enough of your stuff in previous lives to not have to work through it now. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's, I love that so much. Yeah. Cause we have like a, we're like sweep you off your feet, love, which I never saw growing up, but I like know mm -hmm. it. Like I just know in it, I'll, I'll be with him forever. Like I just know it, it feels good. It feels mm -hmm. right. Yeah. yeah. This probably feels simple too. Yeah. Super simple. That's a huge characteristic of it too. Cool. Of like, oh, this is simple. All right. We've done this before then, because obviously it, it can't just instantaneously be simple with people unless we've worked through some other stuff to get there. You know what I mean? So cool. Oof. Yeah. And it's crazy too. So like when I think about past lives, cause I've been really like thinking about that lately, I feel like I knew him in like the 1700s or mm -hmm. like before that even, and then like, didn't have him maybe had him in, in a different way in like the 1930s and forties, but not, I feel like I was single. I didn't, don't think I had kids, like nothing like that. And then now it's like, it's, it's come full circle. I feel like my son, same thing. And my brother, same thing, but not with a lot of my other family. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that happens too. Um, there's a really big trend right now for some reason where a lot of people are incarnating into like brand new family lines. Basically they're like, yeah, I have no karmatic bonds with any of these people, but this family line is carrying too much trauma. So I'm going to incarnate and I'm going to take on all of that and heal that for them and just like break all these ancestral habits. So that's been a big theme that I've been noticing too. So that can totally be the, th the same thing. Also, it's important to note too, that you can have a past life with someone and not, and only have one past life with them, not a ton of them, or you can have a thousand past lives with one person, or you could have a past life on an entirely different plane of existence in a different planet or a different realm or whatever it is cool. with that person. It doesn't just have to be focused on earth level stuff. Oh, that is so cool. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I'm just asking you all the things. So, yeah. okay. So I asked you most of the questions that people had, but there are a couple more that have popped up since mm -hmm. we've been chatting. So I want to read you one here and then just let me know what yeah. you think. Okay. So 
my, this is from um, someone in my community and light workers. My daughter, she's three and a half tells me about sometimes, sometimes about people that she sees in our house today. It was just her and I in the house. And my son was at school. She was chatting to me and then made a pushing, shoving motion and continued talking to me. I asked her what she was doing. And she told me that she was getting, getting those people out of the way. I asked which people. And she said, pointing at the room, these people, there are so many people in here. There's a lot of people in our house. And I asked, I cannot see them. Can you tell me where they are? And she replied, they're up there pointing at the ceiling. And she asked, are they floating? And then she said, no, there's no water. They have glue on their feet and they're upside down. So I'm not really sure what to do or say. I understand that children can see things that we can't, but I don't know if they're good or bad. And they don't seem to be bothering my daughter anyways. Should I smudge? How do I communicate with these people that my daughter can see? Thank you. Oh, great question. Love intuitive kids. They're the best. Um, so good job in fostering that and not just being like, there's no people there and shutting that down. So I just want to commend that first. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what causes fear. Like that, that's where the fear would have come from for your daughter. Um, if you had done that and shut that down, she'd have been like, oh my gosh, they're scary. Mom doesn't want me to talk. Well, I see them still. What am I supposed to do with that? You know, mm-hmm. that's how kids process it. Um, so good job there. And I would say, start by taking her lead, ask her, are they scary? Are they negative? Are they hurting you? Are they helping you? Like, what do you feel about them? If she's very neutral on it, awesome. I do have a feeling that comes up that I think that she's seeing so many of them because we are so close to Halloween and the thing mm-hmm. of the veil. Mm-hmm. Um, it does happen twice a year where the veil thins and we do kind of get crossovers from other realms is kind of the core of it. Um, it's less of like the ghouls come out and like hunt mm-hmm. you down sort of space and more of that the Venn diagram that is our world and the worlds around us just shrinks a little bit. And so where there's more overlap and then it expands again for the lack of a better way of explaining it. That's kind of how it is. Um, so we're kind of overlapping a little bit more than we usually do. And kids are really sensitive to that. So she might be seeing more than she usually does right now. And that will probably alleviate a little bit as well. Um, for the most part, because it doesn't, I don't sense anything very negative or anything in that space. I think you just have a very spiritually active house from what I would say. I think you can talk to them as well. Um, but for some reason it feels like a lot of them are just kind of passing through. And I do think what I would recommend doing most houses have a guardian or a guardian spirit, or most families Mm -hmm. have a guardian spirit. I would ask them to help you navigate it as well. And that would just be something as simple as Hey, whoever guards over our house, over our family, like, please help me to make sure that only benevolent creatures come through here. I do not want us to be overwhelmed. That kind of thing. It can also help to leave some offerings out for them. Um, sometimes that helps a lot, even if it's just a couple coins or lighting a candle while you talk to them, just to be like, I understand. I acknowledge you. Thank you for all you do. Could you help me with this? Um, that's where I would kind of start. Again, it does feel almost like a thoroughfare or bus stop from the way that she describes it. Mm-hmm. So I would say it probably isn't. Um, it doesn't harm her. It doesn't feel like a lot of people that are like interacting with her even necessarily. It's more just like they're navigating through on their own. Oh, Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Something kind of like that happened to my son too. Um, that's really interesting. When, one time he was like, um, he woke up one morning, this was when he was like two and I went into his room and he's like, mommy, who was that on my ceiling last night? And I was like, (laughs) what? what why are they on the ceiling (laughs) and also sometimes like that's where their ancestors peek down at them from they just see them above them Mm. um you can also teach your kids to be really empowered in their own protection like 
my kids know, you know, take a golden bubble and put it around yourself yeah. if you're feeling scared and deflect anything out of it. You know, you can ask your guides for help. You don't have to know who they are, but they care about you. So if you want their help, just ask about it. You know, those mm. kind of things um, that can really be helpful to them as well to just give them some of the, their own empowerment. Nice. My son definitely he's all three of my kids are very, very intuitive, but my son especially can see, um, and has seen things with like his physical eyes too. And I'm like, I totally understand, man. Um, you know, (laughs) being beneath people's kind of covers and clothes and that kind of thing to be like that, what is that creature? And that kind of stuff where I'm like, that's a person. He's like, Nope. I'm just like, okay. Wow. Um, That is so interesting. That's so cool. I love that you're fostering that with your kids. That's amazing. Me too. Yeah. I feel like we do like the bubble thing too. And sometimes my son will just ask me to help him put one on him. He's like, mom, can you put mm-hmm. my blue bubble on me? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that feels good. And he sleeps so well. It's like, all mm-hmm. right, cool. That's really interesting. I'm so excited to share that with her. She's going to love that. Um, cool. Amazing. Well, I don't want to keep you all day. I really could ask you a zillion questions. <laughs> But just to honor your time, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast? You are rebranding that and tell us about the yeah. course that you have coming up and everything else you're kind of doing so people can can come and access you and all your wisdom. Yes, absolutely. Um, so the I am launching a new podcast. I had a podcast before with a friend of mine called Perceptionist Anonymous, and she's running that one kind of on her own now. Um, she's taking it more in like a logical personality kind of space as opposed to a spiritual space. So we kind of just were like, you do that, whatever. So I'm starting a new one um, with my business partner, who's a world-renowned astrologer. She's absolutely incredible. She's an astrological mage. She's just, she blows my mind. Um, and we're basically, it's called the Alchemist's Inkwell. And with the Alchemist Inkwell, we are going to be giving you kind of weekly energy uh, outlooks and Mm. updates and talking about, um, you know, looking, pulling up different headlines, letting you know the energy that's going on behind it or what's going on with the planets on her side. Because again, she's astrology of like, this is, this is what's going on with the planets. This is how you're going to probably see it in like real time and just sharing different spiritual anecdotal stuff. We're also going to be doing a lot of interviews. It's different interviewing different people in the spiritual community that have a lot of impact um, and also be doing um, some question and answer episodes too. So there'll be a lot of space kind of like this. Um, But yeah, that is launching on November 10th. So if you follow me on TikTok or on Instagram, my handle is at liker of words. You can stay up to date when that launches and then subscribe from there. Amazing. That's Amazing. awesome. That's exciting. I'm definitely going to subscribe to that. And then, so your course, psychic soul magic, that's your newest course, correct? That is. So, um, I have a little mini course as well. So I have two okay. courses out there right now. My little mini course is just like a quick week long, like open up some of your channeling ability stuff, Ooh. but the psychic soul magic course is, um, quite literally let's open up your psychic abilities in nine weeks. So we Ooh. teach you how to pull your own blocks. Um, it teaches you how to tune into what gifts are for you, what gifts, um, you should lean the most into. We talk about how to talk to your spirit guides really in depth. So there's lots of activations, lots of guided meditation, tons of like kind of workbook activities. It is quite literally a step-by-step guide on exactly how I opened up my psychic abilities made simpler and applied for you. It's really fun. It's really easy. And it's designed to be like a really simple, fun, activating experience because I think everyone should have access to their psychic ability. It is not oh, something yeah. that should be kept in any way. So that is my other course. It also includes a little um, mini intuitive card reading course that goes along with it. So Ooh. if you want to use cards to communicate with your guides or apply to your psychic abilities, I do another little course within that course about how to do that. Um, so yeah, it's called Psychic Soul Magic. And if you want more information about that, um, I think I'll probably give you my link. Yes. 
Yes. Okay. So it's going to be below in the show notes of this episode, or again, you can find that on, um, and any of my social media other platforms. platforms. Perfect. Yeah. We'll definitely put it in the show notes and then I'll also, Mm -hmm. I'll put your Instagram and your TikTok below too. So people can find you and then you have a book as well, right? Yeah. So, um, I am an author. Um, I actually lean more into the fiction spaces now. So I run a program called the forgot storytellers where I help people write fiction books through channeling oh, cool. their characters and tuning into the world because all characters and everything actually yes. do exist in energetic space. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of, we channel them in. So teaching you how to do that. So you can write the book you've always wanted to do. Um, we hold about four co- cohorts of that a year. So I put a lot of energy in that zone and the book that I have written or the one that I've written a lot of books, but the one that I'm most recently promoting is called damsel no more. It's an Mm -hmm. allegorical nonfiction. So essentially what you're doing is role-playing your way through healing from abusive relationships. So you create a character, it's fiction in that space. You follow a fiction storyline with your character, but at the same time, you're also learning real world skills to help you kind of navigate things that might be coming up in that space. That is amazing. Oh my God. I'm definitely going to check that out. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. It's super fun. I really, I really like it. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a fun book, but definitely lean more into the fiction space. Now that was just kind of my one kind of nonfiction fiction crossover. that yeah. I did, so. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that you like intertwined the two kind of, that's, yeah. that's amazing. That's a very cool take. I love that so much. Yeah. Well, Emily, thank you so much for being here. I yes. absolutely loved this and I seriously could have <laughs> asked you everything, but <laughs> we'll have to collab again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. It's a genuine pleasure. And thank you to all of your audience who submitted questions. It's so fun to get to like answer with more energy from other people coming in, which I just really appreciate. And yeah, I I liked being here. It was fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much. much. Yes. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please take a screenshot and share it out on your Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Sam Perriard with an underscore so I can keep the good stuff coming. I will catch you on the next episode.